2: abraham lincoln radio studio at the george washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show
0: in a statement on the situation in del rio this afternoon texas governor greg abbott said in part quote the biden administration is in complete disarray and is handling the border crisis as badly as the evacuation from afghanistan so it's not getting near enough news coverage, but there are, well, it's, it hasn't gotten near enough news coverage for years or the last year or the last six months or the last month or the last 24 hours. We now have 10,000 immigrants under a bridge in the heat. Over half of them are from Haiti. It's a number one story. If you're on Fox or the Washington Examiner, it barely gets covered at all if you're on other channels. Whenever we're on this topic, we often go to the Center for Immigration Studies to talk to somebody. In this case, it's going to be Todd Benzman, who's a senior national security fellow, uh, to talk about what's going on with the border and the bridge and everything else.
3: Todd, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So how desperate is the situation at the border? Describe it for us. We know we've been there.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, on the international bridge right now in Del Rio, and spent uh, uh, much of yesterday among the uh, immigrants who are now crossing in very, very significant numbers and establishing this uh, unprecedented beachhead on the U.S. side. There are 10,000. Uh, it started at 2,000 in uh, on Monday, and by yesterday it was 10,000, just to give you an idea of scale. And they are mostly Haitians. There are some Cubans I've met in there and there's probably some Central Americans, but it looks like it's, they're mostly uh, not from Central America or Mexico. And they are uh, crowding in because they uh, are being given uh, tickets to process into the United States. So they're basically being waved through uh, and they'll get legal uh, permission to uh, enter the United States probably forever, uh, all of them. And that's why they're coming, because they're being allowed to come and and all being paroled into the United States within a, a matter of days normally. Wow. In this case, uh, it won't be that quick because there are so many that they've overwhelmed Border Patrol. There's not enough of them to process these people in. So there might be a two- or three-week wait. You know, I'm, I,
0: I, I hate to interrupt you, but yeah. I'm, one, one confusing thing to me is Kamala Harris said uh, don't come. So I don't understand why people are continuing to come, because she <laughs> said clearly don't come. But uh, we share a many-thousand-mile border with Mexico. I understand how those people get here. And then from Central America, you know, you can look at the map. And How are the people from Haiti getting to the border?
4: Well, most of these Haitians, I would say all of them actually, are not from Haiti. They have been living for years and years in Chile and Brazil, uh, whose govern- who have the strongest economies in Latin America and whose governments uh, gave them residency and work authorization. And so they've been living in secure, uh, you know, Sao Paulo or um, Santiago for many years already and earning good livings and uh, no persecution or anything. But They saw that the border was open under Biden, and so all of those populations in Chile are now on their way here. That's who these people are. That's why they're usually well-dressed and have cell phones and all that and can afford the smuggling fees.
3: Policy-wise, what's different now than it was a year or two ago? Uh, is, Is it just word got out in Central America, South America, or are there policies specifically causing this?
4: Yes, there are po- specific policies, and they all hear about this on the on their internet. Uh, the main thing was the elimination of wait in Mexico. Uh, that was a Trump policy that was highly, highly effective at deterring uh, illegal entries. Uh, that meant that you would be pushed back into Mexico to make your asylum claim there, not inside the United States, because uh, the 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 game being that if you make your asylum claim inside the United States and lose, you're still inside the United States and you're not leaving. Uh, they're going to have to come hunt you down and that never happens. So what having to, to lose your asylum claim while you were in Mexico was like, not the point, <laughs> you know? So they stopped coming just for that. And then the other thing was you know, deportations back to the to uh, other countries to make their asylum claim in these other countries. Biden administration got rid of all of those and then decided to allow all families and unaccompanied minors to uh, enter and win parole inside the United States immediately. And so when the world heard that families were being allowed in, like these ones here at the bridge, uh they every family that could uh muster themselves uh in uh, smuggling fees uh were coming because they were getting in, and that's why we've had hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of uh immigrants just being allowed in
0: well I'd like to remind and, listeners that a Harvard study showed that about two thirds of Americans preferred. Those Trump policies about two thirds, and that was a couple months ago. I'll bet it's higher now or certainly after this weekend if you you're, you're there looking at the crowd, is it mostly adults? is it families? is it all men or what what's the makeup of the crowd?
4: It seems to me that it's mostly families. Uh, there's also a lot of single adults, but lots of uh, children of all ages. You know, infants. Uh, oh boy, just lots of lots of children, lots of pregnant women. Oh boy, and uh, you know, families. They're coming in because they, you know, like I said, everybody knows that families get a free pass right into the United States. Uh, Don't pass go. Within three or four days, once they cross and turn themselves in, they get they get on a bus and they drive to Portland or whatever and settle all over the country. That's just too powerful uh, an incentive around the world uh, to resist. Nobody can resist that. It's like an open gate. Uh, and if you're a single adult, uh, you you you're not going to get that. But but the border patrol is so busy processing in those people that you can just walk in and just run and get in anyway and disappear. Because the other big policy that people forget about that Biden did immediately. Was he eliminated all deportation? There is no deportation in America. I don't right think now.
0: you were listening to me earlier. The vice president said, Yo, boy. Don't come.
3: So I, it seems to me, and, and tell me if you agree or disagree. I'm scanning the big papers even as we're chatting, and uh, the New York Times has this story fairly prominently. The Washington Post kind of medium, but the 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 verbiage being used in the journalism is surprisingly critical. Do you feel like there's a growing awareness of the disaster on the border?
4: I I don't really know. I mean, my feeling I, I know the New York Times was here yesterday, and the Washington Post I saw those reporters. Uh, normally, though, I, yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time on the border. I never see any media anywhere, ever. There's usually nobody down here. And, and it's striking because the drama is intense. There are thousands and thousands of people just being waved right over the border, right up into the interior of the country. These families. And I mean, there's a lot of drama. I'm just surprised that it's not a bigger story. Uh, This thing uh, is attracting the New York Times and the Washington Post because it's really unusual that 10,000 people will be in a uh, makeshift settlement on the U.S. side at one time. I don't think that's ever happened. I think that's the first time that anything of this uh, proportion has developed uh, on the U.S. side of the border, and that is really going to be a problem that the biden administration has to deal with remember they the administration put these policies in place is what caused this to happen all of these people are here because of those biden policies and they'll tell you that
0: yeah that's a good that's uh, that a good place that's a good place for us to end todd uh, great report okay. todd bensman senior national security fellow with the center for immigration studies and we'll probably be checking back in with you because i don't think this story's going away yeah well done todd thanks a million
4: all right, thank you.
0: Yeah, and I, that was a good way to end. You got to remember it's there are policy decisions that were made that caused this to be what it is. And I point out once again, the Harvard study anyway, two-thirds of Americans preferred Trump's policies. Right. You know, there's a
3: misperception about the Haitians that I made myself. I assume they were uh, fleeing the recent national disasters and and the assassination and the rest of it. No. They fled the 2010 earthquake, and as uh, Todd mentioned, they've been living quite well in South America, but saw the door swing open.
0: We're such a weird culture, country, right now. We're doing things. I just don't know if any country or empire has ever done has any empire ever gotten just so kind of lazy and comfortable and taken care of that millions of people are coming in you're just like yeah i wish that wouldn't happen but there's something good on tv and
3: right i don't want to be a racist and i'm kind of for the guy in the white house and now I, so i'm I, gonna pretend it's not happening
0: and and i think most i think they just a lot of it is just we're just all so comfortable that everything's okay that I'm sorry. What did you say? I was watching TikTok videos on my phone. Right. Uh, we got to take a break. And uh, if you got any comment on that, our text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
4: Getty Show. So did you hear about the federal court ruling today in Iowa? No. We can do mask mandates now. Local control has been restored. And the judge references two affidavits written by Iowa school board members in the federal court case that was filed from the ACLU. And guess who one of the board members is? Is it you?
2: Go
0: bad, go bad, go bad. Go. What the? I don't know what was going on there. A um, couple of things on the COVID there. Uh, I, If you want to wear a mask, go ahead and wear a mask. Now, I guess it bothers you that they're not mandating everyone to wear a mask?
3: Yeah, I'm told that's an Iowa teacher who created a TikTok celebrating
0: the mask mandate. But you could still wear a mask if you wanted to. Um, I was listening to NPR this morning, and they had a person on. Now, why? Why would you feature this person? It was in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, which similar to the town I live in. Is just it's it's a it's a badge of courage. It's a weird badge of courage to show how scared you are of the uh, the COVID. But they had a guy on. This gentleman. Rarely leaves his home and be, is vaccinated, but before he'll let anyone into his home, he always asks that they're vaccinated. And it just bothers me so much that there are people that aren't vaccinated, and I'm not allowing it. I just thought, you're, why are you interviewing a crazy person? Well, make the angle of the story. This man has mental problems. <laughs> exactly. You'll yeah. be fine. Have you heard the whole 99.5% of people who get COVID, period, live, and then of, of, of vaccinated people? It's almost everyone. But, anywho... That aside, I came across this tweet yesterday that I thought was pretty good. If someone awoke from a two-year coma and toured the United States today, they would intuit that there must be a peculiar virus circulating with a 20% fatality rate that only affects children and only in Democrat-leaning cities that transmit via extraordinarily <laughs> large particles subject to cloth obstruction. <laughs>
3: that's a pretty good conclusion, doctor. That is what you would conclude from walking around. Oh, that's beautiful. What was the very last part about the, the, the cloth?
0: And it must be easily contained by, it must be large particles that cloth can stop because there's a fair amount of evidence out there that the masks don't do a whole lot.
3: Oh, by the way, that reminds me, Mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, which sounds more like a band from the 60s than a human's name. She was uh, out digging some, some groovy, groovy tunes, maskless in a nightclub, even though the city has a mask mandate. Beautiful. I just didn't have the energy to do another Gavi award. But her explanation is, is just its so typical and so precious. Precious. Oh, let's see. Where is it? It's Friday, so Joe is very drunk. Ah, at the end of the day, everyone who comes in here has to show proof of vaccination. That gives me a lot of uh, assurance, reassurance. I've been very careful because I want to set a good example. Uh, I want to keep people safe, but I saw that uh, there was a requirement. I felt safe about So, in other words, you took a look around you and made your own decision because you are the elite. You are the chosen ones. It's the stupid, stupid plebeians who must be told how to live, London. Thank you for your wise and benevolent guidance. Oh, great one.
0: So you evaluated your own risk and made a decision, but any mandates that other people evaluate their own situation, not good enough because you don't trust their judgment. Gotcha. Exactly. Speaking of uh, dancing and music, I'm still looking at the Rolling Stones' top 500 songs of all time. It's kind of silly on its face, is it not, that they put out the list 17 years ago, they put out a new list now, and half of the songs are different? Half Half of the best songs of all time are different. Well, Mm -hmm. the hardest core music fans are what? 13 to 30?
3: Yeah, I probably mean, about consuming right. Consuming the most music and all. They want them to click it, not me.
0: I was just wondering when the list came out in 2004, I'm guessing they still had their big print, big print magazine that people subscribed to and bought. That no longer exists. They're trying right. to stay relevant at all. They're trying to stay in business. They're trying to figure out a way to have any next generation pay attention to them. And this oh, is
3: it. Oh, hey, and I I just made a realization. As I'm flipping through the list myself, as a music freak, I can't help myself, um, I was going to go to the advertising. All right, what are they advertising? To prove to you I'm right, it's youngsters they want. No, and you mentioned earlier, you can listen to every song on the list, powered by Apple Music. Apple Music is the exclusive advertiser on this list. Gotcha. Hello. You so go. it's absolutely a cooperative effort with Apple to get zillions of people to sample Apple Music, mostly current music fans.
0: I don't need purity in my lists of 500 great songs. It doesn't bother me, really. (laughs) Right. Because even if you try to be pure, it's still going to be a lot of stuff on there that's just stupid, in my opinion. But I'm looking at the list like Little Richard Tutti Frutti from 1955 is at number 35. I'll bet it was a lot higher last time around. But at number 36, right next to it, is white stripes seven nation army which wasn't on the list i don't think last time around so you know it's just i'm just trying to branch out you know and it's it's funny for whatever reason the younger kid my kids do not like like classic rock of the 50s early 60s they just Mm -hmm. they just automatically don't like it like i loved elvis the first time i saw him heard him even though it was before i was born also so it wasn't like i grew up with him
3: am i correct there were some
0: surprising songs on the list though uh yeah, this one is number thirty-seven.
3: If you need a slave, Facebook. Wanna murder a knave,
0: Facebook. Oh, geez.
3: If you wanna find a friend, hire a clown, slaughter an entire African town, it's
0: Facebook. <laughs> you
3: know, for a rough draft, that was pretty good. It needs a little more editing. <laughs>
0: I don't believe that was actually on the list. That's something you more or less had limited early in the show. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Boy, how many lawyers are going to contact you this weekend from Facebook? A
1: lot. (laughs) Looking forward to it.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Can Tom Brady
4: play until 50 years old? Wow. Seems to be a really hot question lately. You're 44. That's six more years. I think, I mean, I don't find it so difficult. And plus in the Florida, it's kind of a retiree state. So I feel like <laughs> I can play and then just glide into retirement. I think I can. I think it's a Yes.
0: Here's my uh, suggestion to Tom Brady, as someone who's on the north side of 50. Things change very quickly. The trend line alters. The difference, and I was shocked at this, the difference between 44 and 50 was huge. Huge. You wouldn't think so, but it was. I've also noticed, and my dad has told me this, my dad who is uh, in his 80s, um... And I got another buddy, you know, around fifty, brought this up too, and it just seems to be it works. It it doesn't seem to go gradually like you'd expect. You'd expect it to be on kind of a on a very even gradual thing, but it doesn't seem to work like that way to me. It like it, it goes in jerks, like cruise along feeling, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> just a lot older. Yeah, all of a sudden
3: you go from zero things hurting to three, or from three to eight. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that seems to be it. Works so the way it worked for my dad. It's the way it's worked for some of my friends. So it works has worked for me, and it probably will worked that way from Tom Brady. He'll go from yeah, I think I could do this till I'm fifty till there's no way I can do this again, like right. practically overnight.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: at yeah. some Plus, point. Plus,
3: I've rarely had behemoths bent on knocking me down, running at me. He has that happen, you know, seventeen times a
0: year. Yeah, my son got scorched pretty good in football practice last night. Was not uh, not enjoying that at all. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, Try not to get scorched, I guess is what you're going to try to do. So um, I have an interesting tidbit about the whole General Milley-Bob Woodward book thing. Okay. That I think is definitely worth hearing. But first, here's the latest from Jen Griffin of Fox on that very story.
2: I won't comment on what's in the book.
4: Uh, I have confidence in General Milley.
2: Pentagon officials say President Trump's acting defense secretary, Chris Miller, should have been aware of the call that General Milley had with his Chinese counterpart in January because his own deputy for China policy held a similar call with his Chinese counterpart two days before General Milley's video teleconference call, uh, and records show General Milley's call was coordinated with the office of the Secretary of Defense. On January 1st, talking points for the call were shared with OSD. On January 4th, OSD coordinated the call. On January 6th, a member of Miller's own policy staff spoke with his Chinese counterpart. Two days later, General Milley spoke to General Lee. Fox has learned that the January 8th call was initiated by the Chinese, even though preparations had been in the works for some time. After telling Fox News that he was not aware and did not authorize General Milley's January call, Acting Defense Secretary Miller has walked back his statement. He now tells Politico, quote, looking back, I imagine there was a performance Functory exchange between us and our staffs about coordinating phone calls and messages for the day
0: you buying that i don't know i honestly don't know what to make and of. and is it. that the big story out of the thing is is the call in china the big deal or is the taking control of the nuclear arsenal the big deal i think that's the bigger deal and the reporting seems more solid on that one to me but i don't know
3: right and the china thing outrage on the china thing hinges on listen i'll call you before we attack yeah. You know, if he said that, or or uh, did he say something kind of like
0: that? Oh, I was going to ask. So, um, I've learned this week. I didn't know this. I was listening to a podcast yesterday with people who know about this sort of thing, explaining how, oh, yeah, we have regular communication with our worst enemies. That's just the way it is. Talking Absolutely. to each other all the time. We talk way more than I realized. So, if things ever did go sideways, how would that work? So, you develop relationships. With these people, some sort of trust, and you let each hey, we're going to do a we're going to do an exercise off the coast of Japan. We're just letting you know that it's going to be eight ships. It's going to last Monday afternoon. And that's going to be over. Just mm-hmm. want to let you know so there's no blah, blah blah. But so if you ever need to attack, we're not going to attack anybody probably. But if China ever does attack somebody, and they will, I'm willing to bet money on that. How would that work? Would that would one of them just flat out would their uh, general Milley flat out lie to our general Milley? i think well or just go dark at some point
3: i think they would just go dark yeah i think the era of of lovely communication would just be over all of a sudden and we would be you know somebody in the pentagon would be saying that's weird they didn't pick up can you see if there's a problem and then the news had come you know 20 minutes later what was going on
0: interesting i just wondered about that (laughs) Uh, um but an interesting way to look at this whole story uh, from Josh Rogan of the Washington Post, who's one of my favorite journalists. He's definitely become one of my favorites. We've talked to him a lot on this show, but I'll have that for you next.
3: Yeah, quick uh, word from our good friends at Simply Safe Home Security. They have a great new addition, a wireless outdoor security camera. The best home security just got better. This brand-new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and you need to help keep yourself and your family or your
0: business safe. Man, you're going to want this. Now, first of all, the camera integrates easily and simply with your simple, safe home security system if you've already got it, where you get the system and you integrate it together. But it's uh, uh this is the kind of camera it is. Ultra-wide, 140-degree field of view, so you're going to be able to see your entire backyard or front street or whatever you want to look at or both. It has 1080p HD resolution, super sharp, crisp, 8 times zoom. So you could zoom in on faces. Uh, it's the neighbor kid that's been pooping in my yard. I knew it all along. I right?
3: suspected
0: it. You yep. can zoom in on license oh, plate pooping numbers. Jimmy. Or whatever you want to do. It's got a spotlight, color night vision. It's a rechargeable battery, so it doesn't have to be near an outlet. You can put it anywhere on your property. How cool is that?
3: This thing is the shizzle nizzle, as the kids say. <laughs> Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. save SimpliSafe, knocking 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you ro- enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
0: I want everybody to hear this, including myself, and think about it. This is from uh, the dispatches take on the whole Bob Woodward book, General Milley f- thing that's been going on for uh, like three days now. The back and forth over General Mark Milley earlier this week is a perfect example of why the best approach to the news is often to just take a deep breath and wait for more information. According to several, I'm quoting now, according to several senior Trump administration officials I spoke with this week, quoting Josh Rogan of the Washington Post. The truth is more complicated than either Milley's attackers or the defenders admit, Josh Rogan wrote. When proper context is added to the Millie calls, the picture that emerges is not of a brave military officer saving the country from a crazy president, hell-bent on starting World War III. It's a more mundane but all-too-common Washington story of several powerful men with big egos who can't get along, causing government dysfunction and diplomatic confusion. The episode also illustrates how deeply U.S. foreign policy nowadays is falling victim to our hyper-polar- hyper-polarized domestic politics. But on all these big stories, before you form a conclusion or tweet out a hot take or swear off a certain person for life or whatever it is, maybe wait just a few days. I'm not talking like wait two years. Wait just like to the end of the week before you draw any conclusions on the story. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which reminds me of several strongly worded emails
3: we received that we clearly become tools of the progressives for not immediately leaping down Millie's throat.
0: I think he may have done something really wrong around the whole taking charge of uh, the nuclear arsenal. I'm, I'm still leaning that direction on that If the
3: one. book is to be believed, that was serious. That was nuts.
0: And Nancy Pelosi was encouraging him to do that. I don't understand how that's not getting more attention. The Speaker of the House, the third most powerful person in America, was encouraging the military to take over our uh, defense. Right. The defense yeah. of the United States. That's nuts. And he, she didn't.
3: She's just flat out denying that the, that took place.
0: I don't know if she assumed that. Oh, no, wait a minute. There's a
3: transcript, right? Well, yeah, that transcript doesn't prove of the phone anything. I, I can write you a transcript in the next five minutes if you like. Good point. Assuming it's authentic.
0: And who leaked the transcript of the phone call? Uh, it didn't help Millie or Pelosi, so it wouldn't seem like it was either one of their camps. Who leaked that? Right. NSA? I don't know. Um,. That's another thing that has become all too common in Washington, D.C. There's no such thing as a private conversation where you're the president of the United States on the phone with the leader of another country or the Speaker of the House talking to the top military guy or whatever. you got to be able to have private conversations. You just have to be
3: yeah. able to yeah. do that. Well, coming up, Kansas lawmaker charged with kicking student in the groin pleads guilty to disorderly conduct. Been following mm-hmm. that story.
0: hmm I don't Sorry. know if, if you kicked me in the groin, I would roll on the ground saying, hey, that's disorderly conduct. Well, and it's difficult to imagine how a lawmaker ends up kicking a student in the groin.
3: But we'll uh, detail the troubling details for you. <laughs> I just said detailed twice in one sentence. <laughs> nice writing, idiot.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: after she tweeted this week that she has not received the coronavirus vaccine. And had heard of a man who became impotent from it. Rapper Nicki Minaj said yesterday that she had been invited to the White House. This escalated to the White House? Nicki, did you ever think maybe this guy doesn't want his balls to be trending so much? Hey man, did you ever text your cousin and ask her to stop talking about my nuts? I did, (laughs) but her phone was off cuz she's meeting with the president about them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's pretty funny. And actually Jensaki answered a question about it yesterday.
2: Uh, we offered a call uh, with Nikki Minaj uh, and one of our doctors to answer questions she had about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Uh, this is pretty standard and something we do all the time. It was a very early stage call at a staff level, staff to staff, um, and we weren't even at the point of discussing, or we're not even at the point of discussing, I should say at this point, um, the mechanisms or the format or anything along those lines. It was simply yeah. an offer to have okay. a conversation. So and, that's the
0: uh, spokesman <laughs> for the president. At the White House, commenting on Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's swollen testicles.
3: That may be the greatest ratio of words to significance in the history of the White House.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> and it's all because she is an influencer in a segment of society that isn't getting vaccinated that much. That's, right. That's why right. it's an, you know right. something for them to worry about. Right. right. She's got twenty-two it, million followers.
3: In other groin news, Kansas <laughs> lawmaker charged with kicking student in the groin pleads guilty. Stay with us. Uh, before we get to that, Jack, I wanted to point out I'm still scrolling through the uh, the new Rolling Stone top 500 songs of all time, which is obviously clickbait in an effort to get you to subscribe to Apple Music, but it's a decent way to get you to discover new music, too, or music you're not familiar with. Uh, you'll be annoyed to hear John Lennon's Communist Manifesto, Imagine,
0: is the number 19 song. I saw that. And then scrolling through the list. But, so, but like, yes. for for me, the way I look at it, it's like impact, I guess, is the way I look at it the most. Or just how often people talk about it or listen about it. You know, it's it's way up there. I sure. was sh- and when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody way, 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 way back from other songs, I thought there's just no way in terms of the impact, the number of people. They made a whole movie about it. I mean, it's just, you know.
3: Yeah, well, there's a fair amount of pretension and social activism and stuff on this list, too. But right after 19, weighing it in at number 20, the 20th greatest song of all time. It was the first one on the list that I've never heard of in my life. There's a Beyonce song that I don't think I've heard, but I've heard of it. "Robins dancing on my own. Yeah, I don't know that one from 2010. It's the number 20 song of all time. Beating out, you know, uh, the Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, for goodness sakes. Uh, you know, Ronettes, David Bowie, the, the Beatles, A Day in the Life, etc. Anyway, uh, speaking of music, Ed Sheeran, uh, in an interesting interview, said uh, more or less that American award shows are miserable because there's so much resentment and hatred there. And it's not the recording artists themselves. He says, um, everybody's got an entourage. They're groupies and they're posse and the rest of it. And they he says all the artists are sweet people, but they're like surrounded by entourages that really want them to win, too. So it's one artist surrounded by 10 people and another artist surrounded by 10 people. Everybody's giving each other the side eye. Um, It's just lots of people wanting other people to fail. And the vibe is really, really weird. He says in British
0: awards shows, everybody just gets drunk, has a good time, and nobody cares who wins or loses. That's really interesting. Huh, yeah. what's different about our culture that causes that? I don't know,
3: because it's such an enormous financial market, I guess. And he says the after parties, again, it's it's all the entourages, blah, the influencers, and blah, blah, blah. People get the same feeling as me at those award shows. He said, I've spoken to people, they're like, I just felt really depressed afterward. The atmosphere is just not nice. It's wow. really a really h- horrible atmosphere to be there. I always walk away I always walk away feeling sad, and I don't like it.
0: God, yeah, you would think a whole bunch of musicians getting together backstage would be like something you'd really look forward to and be a good time, but it's miserable. I like Ed Because the entourages. I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. Yeah, yeah.
3: So a Kansas lawmaker who was accused of kicking a high school student in the groin and threatening to unleash the wrath of God, which apparently he has the power to unleash. It's not my understanding of the Bible, but uh, he pleaded guilty to three counts of disorderly conduct. Well... Certainly not orderly conduct. <laughs> State Representative Mark Samsel sentenced to 12 months of probation, ordered by a judge not to use social media accounts. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> but this Samsel fellow is a
0: substitute teacher at times. Substitute teachers were often entertaining because they're just a little off. Or nuts or g- 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 g-
3: once <laughs> or twice in my experience. <laughs> But anyway, he was speaking to the class about the wrath of God and how rap music is wrong and kids should listen to other types of music.
0: Whoa! How did he end up in a classroom? I don't know. He's a substitute teacher. The only one they could get? It's going to come in and say rap music is the tool of the devil or something?
3: Well, I don't think he told the administration up front he was going to do that. Anyway, then he began talking about how a black boy he knows tried to commit suicide from listening to too much rap music and that sort of thing. When Samsel started yelling and discussing the subject repeatedly, an unidentified student put in his earbuds, according to the affidavit. That move led to a confrontation with Samsel pushing the student into a wall, threatening to unleash the wrath of God on you right now, and kicking the student in the testicles. Punching him in the balls. Well, almost, Charles. He's charged with three misdemeanor counts of battery and pleaded not guilty.
0: We've probably referenced testicles more this week than we have in any week in the history Test- of the show.
3: Testicles are hot. They're in. Next week, they'll be out. That's the way it goes. Uh, let's see. He told local media at the time the incident was planned. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> and that he and the students aimed to send a message to parents in the city about art, mental health, teenage suicide, and how we treat our educators. Apparently, nobody bought that, so he said, yeah, I kind of, uh, I got a mental illness problem, so. Uh, oh, he
0: said he's it's to himself he has a mental illness problem?
3: Well, he surrendered his substitute teaching license and said extreme stress prompted, quote, Isolated episode of mania with psychotic features in the classroom. Okay. In, in other words, he had a psychic break because the kid put in his earbuds.
0: Wow. Uh,
3: where did this happen? This was in uh, Kansas, I believe. Yeah, Kansas lawmaker, uh, Wellsville, Kansas.
0: Okay, little town. Um, well, again. Too many swollen testes this week. I think I'm I'm kind of glad the weekend is here. Yeah, exactly. Clean Hoping slate Monday. Eject. Yeah, we, yeah, right, we get Charles. it. We get it. Um, so I, the, the, a lot of the country is following the story of this girl that went missing and how her boyfriend uh, sure is given all the impressions that he has to do with her disappearance. Yeah, Gabby Petito, the missing gal, her fiancé, clammed up, lawyered up. So if you don't know this story and you want to jump on board with the who done it that America is following, we'll get into that in hour four of the <coughs> Armstrongy Show. Oh no, I got the Joe Biden cough.
3: <coughs> What's the story, Jens? Hockey? Why's Jack coughing so much?
0: Coronavirus could be. And by the way, who
3: done it? Maybe nobody done nothing other than grand theft auto since the the fiance went home in her van without her. But uh, we'll get to the particulars of
0: that. Okay. Uh, Another thing I want to get to an hour for Clarence Thomas gave a speech at Notre Dame the other day talking about the Supreme Court and uh, the danger of it losing its credibility and all that sort of stuff. I want to quote a little bit from that. As we saw yesterday, the Supreme Court's got its lowest approval ratings it's ever had, which is troubling because it's like the last institution in government that most of us think, okay, they're, you know, making sober, important decisions for the for the they believe for the right reasons. They're not just the tool of politicians. If that goes away, then forget it. I, I think we're, we're off the rails. then.
3: Uh, this may be a, a barn door that is being shut after the cows out. I'm afraid in the popular perception, it's swung so violently recently.
0: Yeah. And so much of it around that Texas law that if you you don't have to be a lawyer to look into it a little bit to understand that their decision didn't have to do with whether or not they think abortion is okay or not but more on that hour 4
2: Armstrong and Getty